Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Wizards of Waverly Pond. Are you picking your nose with the microphone? No, What's it's. Happening? I'm trying to have it stay up. I'm trying to have it stay. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a pill for that. I can't. Hold on. I'm gone. <laughs> there's a pill for that. <laughs> I was like, she's and... talking about Viagra, hmm. oh, which was originally for blood pressure. Okay, wait a minute. You said some not. people like when I say no. So you were mm, going Disney, and some people don't. You were like doing this like like mouth thing, and I was like, it's your mm, Disney is very polarizing. Some people love it, and some people really hate it. And there was somebody that was commenting um, on like one of our episodes way back that was like. I, can he stop it? It's driving me crazy. It's ruining the episode for me. And I, you know what I said? I like it. No, no, no. You know what I said? I said, he enjoys it. Let him have his some his fun. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. If it makes you happy, it makes me happy. And it makes you happy. So. Uh, it does make me happy. Yeah. Because. Some episodes, you do it too much. Disney. Some episodes, I'm like, okay, we've done it six times. Chill right. out. I will but, try. Okay, what's the thing? For the for the for the half of the people well, that you can't don't please like everybody. it, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not to. Here's say the it thing: this you episode. can't. There's always gonna be someone's like, but I miss it. What? Where to go? You can't please everybody. Wow, so do your thing. It's, do it's what gonna, makes you happy. It's gonna be there. What do you? What? 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 What do I do that drives you nuts? Not that the um, Disney doesn't drive me nuts, but like, what's I the thing? I can't tell you that, Jen. Why not? I want to know. This is like a real moment. You really? Yeah, yeah. What What do I do that drives you insane? It, no, it's not insane. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh god. You're not gonna let. I, no, I really want to know. I want. I like constructive criticism. You're very concerned about your hair. Okay. You f You do your hair. I flip back. my hair. Yeah. You yeah. do your hair, and you. I think it's just your thing that you like to do. I love your hair the way that it is, oh, but does you. it get in your it does. face? It, you know what it is? It comes around my neck and it bothers me. Like that feeling of it on my neck, like really. So that's why I flip it because yeah. I'm trying to get it off my so neck. Now, Honestly, now that I've said that and yeah. you've said that, you're, you touching your hair is going to make you think of me saying that. It is. And when I say, mm, Disney, I'm going to think of half the fucking people. <laughs> that it, that it no, well, I don't want to make, it's not to make it self-conscious, but, but it's normally in my real life, I have my hair up because right. having when my hair down makes me crazy. Mm. So like this, like I'm just like, get it off me. That's why like I mess with my hair so uh, much because I just want it away from my business. It's also, there's a, yeah. um, what is it? Uh, listen, if you watch Beverly Hills Housewives, like I do. Um, I love that you're such a diehard fan. There, there's a lot now of, I'm gonna be, there's a now lot. Now I am going to be self-conscious. You I did, I did. I'm not, I'm not faulting <laughs> you for it. I'm not faulting you for it. I just, you know, now I'm going to be aware of it. Okay, we're starting way off topic. So this as episode, we as we do, Stone. sometimes we have an aside and some people love the aside and some people don't. Can't please yes. everybody. Okay. Right. So speaking of not, this is a horrible transition, but what? speaking of not pleasing everybody, sometimes Alex doesn't please everybody because she gets stuck in the middle. Of Alex the is in the middle. Anyway, that, does, that didn't connect at all. Anyway, Alex in the middle is the episode we're talking about today, uh, which is the 16th episode of season one of Wizards Waverly Place. Um, and the 16th episode. Uh, Episode aired on June 15th, 2008. Uh, it's about Jerry's zany brother, Kelbo Russo, yes. played by Jeff Garland, which is the first time we see Kelbo. Right, He's and I in, think he did total four episodes. Like three, four, yeah. Um, showing up in a clawfoot bath, uh, bathtub yeah. and like an old school, like, 1900s, like, striped ba bathing suit. Yeah, like a bathing suit that covers the whole body. Yeah. Comedy. Yeah, comedy. Never address it. We never talk. Did we talk about why he shows up in a bathtub? No, I think there's a lot of stuff that Peter Marietta so like wanted to gym. not address and just be silly and fun. I think probably Jeff and Peter were like, maybe he should just pop up in a, in a bathtub or something, you know? Yeah, which I'm I'm sure they met at like Second City back in Chicago. Yeah. And that's where I feel like a Peter got a lot of like a really great like comedy guest stars. Like yes. Jeff. Yes. Um, so, like I said, this is the first appearance of Jeff. Um, and, he appeared and, in three episodes. He's most people know him from like Curb Your Enthusiasm, right. The Goldbergs, or Moonlighting as Shakira, which we later find out. Oh my god! Which we'll Everybody get to that episode. The Shakira episode. I wasn't in it. I was so bummed because oh, I was I was filming this this decom movie, um, Harriet the Spy Blog Wars, which was like was that fun? I saw that. I remember that. Yeah, it was fun to do, but it, it's 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 cheesy. I mean, I had fun doing it. I had a lot of fun doing it, but it's it's very like they reinvented. Harriet the Spy, which nobody needed to remake, and then she had like a blog because like that was big at the time. Yeah, it was very that, cheesy. That was a while ago with blogs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. it's very dated, right? Um, you know, yeah. I didn't know when we were doing this what a decom. I was like, what's a decom? 
What is it? Yeah, it's yeah. a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. But I, I, it's so funny. They took me a little while. It took me a little while to me. figure out a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, but you oh, got out. Oh, by I thought the, I was taller. You got out by episode one hundred and five, right? Um. So th- this, okay, was this? This wasn't the first fake phone call. You guys have been doing that gag for a bit, right? No, yeah. The, the beep boop beep beep. Yeah. No. 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 Or did this come Je- from Uncle Kelly? Jeff. Jeff came in and decided it's it's really one of the funnier things that yeah. made me laugh. He takes his wand and he, with his mouth, goes mm-hmm. beep pop boop boop. Beep, okay, so this boop, was a Jeff boop. thing. Yeah, it was a Jeff thing. Yeah. So I don't dial my wand. I j- oh, hold on. Hello. Okay, but the, yeah. but your dad did this. I'm doing this. a podcast with Jeff. Oh, hold on God. one second. What? Your dad. <laughs> my hair just irritates you. Um, no. So, but your dad did this gag where right? he would turn everything into a. My phone. dad would definitely turn everything into a phone, and also he would turn everything into like a. A makeup thing. If there are people who can't see me, I've opened my glasses case and I'm using it like a, a makeup thing. So that's the comedy, you know? No, it's funny. No, the beep boop, beep boop, I always thought was really funny. And then I think uh, other people picked it up after Jeff started doing it and did it also as like a callback. Ah, okay. They're in the series. So like yeah. a callback to that joke. And they added, when he's dialing, they added a little bit of special effect yeah. on his finger. Like what? what's Yeah, like, you know, he's di- like he's dialing some kind of magic thing. And I love that I'm ge- David starts, or David Henry starts off giving his oral report, which yes. is putting us all to sleep, even me. And then Selena goes to do her report. She's like, I didn't do it. And I'm like, okay, moving on to, to Jake. <laughs> Just don't address it. Um, did Jake give his oral? Did Max I, I give his oral? I think he started And then that's when Uncle Kelbo something. Comes yeah, 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 exactly. Which, um, the, talking of Max and Uncle Kelbo, Uncle Kelbo is also the youngest um, and won the wizard competition. And this is really the first episode where they talk about the wizard competition in detail. Yeah. Like kind of the rules of it, basically. Well, and, um, and this is not a spoiler, but yeah. I won the wizard competition. Yeah. And then because I couldn't marry a mortal woman being a wizard, yeah. I gave my powers to my brother Cowboy. 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 Larry Tate, where are you? But it's interesting because I always said to people uh, uh, who didn't watch the show, I was like, yeah, no, I don't have powers. Uh, I lost all my power when I got married, is what I would say. <laughs> I'm sure some people loved that was a very polarizing joke. Some people loved it and some people didn't. Kind of uh, like comedy. The, mm, Disney. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of Uncle Kelbo and Max were kind of had a parallel, but she right. was more adjacent to Alex, which we see yeah. in this episode because they buddy Holy up. Holy shit, Jen, I never really put that together. That Kelbo, I can't you say. You can't his, say his name for shit. Kelbo. <laughs> Kelbo. And Max were the youngest, and they both maybe were not the brightest, and, yeah. and you know, they're, they I, were I kind of they together. were kind of an amalgamation between Alex and Max. Like if they kind of morphed into one character, right. I felt like Kelbo was kind of that yeah, character. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally um, agree. So he brings the kids different gifts when he comes in his bathtub, including opera gun, uh, opera gum. Oh no, that's a no, not Disney gift. Opera gum. Opera gum. Excuse me. David sings for a second. Oh, and then yeah. he he. he it, it was funny because you you have to take the gum out yeah, yeah. or else you're going to keep singing, singing opera. So he he puts it in the tinfoil and puts it in his pocket. Which is Saves super it for later. Gross. Gross, but I, I... But you need it for later, I guess? Well, I oh, mean, he said he's going to use it for the talent show. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and then the, Jake gets a, 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 a pipe. Yeah, the leprechaun answer blower, I think is right. what they called it. Where David like asks 20 questions about who his secret admirer is. Well, right. they can only do yes or no questions. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like kind a of like ball. Well, it's like a crystal. Well, not like this crystal ball. No, These are I'm, very I meant an eight questions. ball. Like an eight, eight ball. ball. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of too. Right, like, but even the eight ball does like the you know, ask again. You'll or ask we're again, not sure. or right. like soon you'll know, or like some vague shit. Um, <laughs> and then the emotoscope uh, for Alex, which shows right. you how people are really feeling. Oh my god, it made me laugh so yeah, hard because faces. you see, you see a normal mm-hmm. face. And then you see on the inside of the emotoscope, yeah. you see what the real feeling is. And I'm angry and angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved laugh. it. I loved it. So if you had an emotoscope and you, who would you use it on to see what they were? All of my fans. Oh see, my. No, on Tony, my dog. <laughs> on Tony. I, I, cause I feel he, like he would be, because what was Max just happy the whole time? I feel like Tony would just be happy the whole yeah, time. Yeah, well, I hope he's happy the yeah. whole time. But sometimes, you know, every once in a while, my, my, my dog is... Uh, uh, He's a mini dachshund. He's a year and a half. And sometimes he looks at you and you're not quite sure. You're like, do you want to eat, drink, 
pee, poo, what's going on? Yeah. Play, I'm not quite sure. So I would definitely use it on Tony. I'm usually in touch with how he's feeling or in what touch he with wants. Tony. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would probably use it on him. Who would you use the emotoscope on? I would use it on my patients. Oh, wow. So that, that way I... First of all, I could tell if they're about to blow up or not. Because sometimes people come and they're really... Blow up or throw up? Either. Because, yeah. I mean, throw up's a little easier. Because um, there's signs. But, like... Because I get people on their worst day, right? So having something kind of just to get a heads up of, like, if they're fighting something else somewhere else and they're about to... Because nurses get a lot of, like, projection. Right, like we're we're receptacles to a lot of oh, people's shit. Right, bl- blow up like get mad, like get mad. <laughs> what do you think I'm mad? I thought they were gonna explode. Yes, I don't know. Oh, you know that condition where you just uh, spontaneously combust, which is a thing, I guess. But but There's no, like something wrong with me, everybody. <laughs> they knew that. Um, no, but like, do a lot of people get mad when you're uh, these when, days? Yeah, like yeah. there's there's a lot of. We deal with a lot of people getting aggressive and misplacing it, where they uh, they because like I said. Whatever the emotion, it's really easy to project it towards us, and we're not the best place to project it. But also, too, like if someone's really upset or sad, it, it's kind of hard, especially after a 12-hour day and going between a lot of different emotions with people. It's hard to gauge kind of what the true meaning behind it is. So to have kind of an inside peek into that would be a huge help yeah. to sort of cut through where they what, meet them in the middle of kind of like, okay, what do you really need right now? Because right. you're projecting a lot of things and I'm a human being and I have emotions too and and I like don't really know what you're feeling so to be able to cut through that to yeah. know where they're really at and meet them there rather than the surface stuff would be a huge help but yeah so that's what I would use for. I'm gonna order one on Amazon yeah right <laughs> I think we should all it should all be in our kits um okay so um I also love that on the monkey tails so like Kelbo takes them to the zoo. To the zoo and says he's. I say you know, but it's it's interesting because this is a a real. I mean, the whole idea that Alex is in the middle is mm-hmm. she wants Kelbo to be her teacher mm-hmm. and not me anymore, which is really fucked up if you think about it. Jen almost did a spit take. I almost did a spit take. Um, Why do you think it's fucked they, up? Cause, because cause I'm the fucking teacher. I'm her dad. No, it's a, you know, and he comes in and is you know he uses magic willy nilly and I, it's not okay. <laughs> Um, I look at it this way. So, you know, when you have a substitute teacher that like doesn't make you do anything and you just play the whole time because there's a substitute teacher. It's a rainy day. You don't right. have to try. I think that's why she wants him to be your teacher because he plays all the time. Right. Okay. okay. You know, and you yeah. make her learn. You make her yeah. work. And, and and when you learn something new, you learn a new skill. It's challenging. There's that like point that you right. hit where it's uncomfortable because you have to get past that challenging space. So I think that's why she wants she wants him to be I get your teacher. It. Yeah, no, I get it. And and like you said, they went to the zoo and then they come back and it's funny because they have these stupid monkey tails. They, have these they didn't try tails, on those at but all. But they 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 literally just come in for the gag. They come in yeah. and they stand at the counter with, with the their butts tails. to the back. Yeah, you know, so that we see the tail. But literally, like the monkey tails are are like, you know, costume shop like just. Like put them in your pants, monkey tails. Like they're so like they just were like, oh, it's a gag, whatever. Yeah. Like they just they were so not, silly. It was they very were silly. silly. They yeah. were not great quality monkey tails. <laughs> um, but uh, so after showing different styles of wizard training uh, by actually letting them use their powers, Alex does want Uncle Kelbo to be her teacher. Sorry, Jerry. Um, fucked up. But Kelbo is unable to focus on their lessons a lot, like Alex. And everything turns into a mess when he and Alex open up a package of sea chimps from the wizard mail, which floods the magical air. And this is the part where chaos ensues, which Wait, it don't often they go, does. Don't they go to the basketball game first? She oh, wants, that's true. I say, I want to watch the basketball game. Yeah. And she's like, I want to go there. And they, I did think this was kind of funny that yeah. the wizard box was yeah. in the, the, the scoreboard. The scoreboard. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really cool. And they all, they all had to, you know, hold their ears because the the horn would go, so you know. And then, and then also there was the cranium revolvis. Oh, where the had, head spin. If you held your head, your your head wouldn't revolve. Which well, what was, was the point of that spell? Just to have your because head spin Kelbo, uh, Kelbo enjoyed people. doing that. You yeah, know, yeah, being just silly. screwing with people. Um, what game would you want to go see? What game would you want to be in the, like, what t- what sport would you want to see? I'm not a sports person, so. Well, I'm into to soccer now. Oh, okay. So, Broshia Munchenblakba is my team, which is which is also my 
father-in-law and mother-in-law's team and, yeah. and Yulia's team, uh, they're a great soccer yeah. uh, team. And I, I went to one game live in Germany and it was pretty awesome. When soccer, like, you don't even have to like soccer, but going to a game, like, they're so involved and passionate and, like... I get it now. Yeah. Because football is stop and start, and you're waiting, and you're this, and you're that. Yeah. Soccer, just as they call it, is, is foosball, but it, it football... They, yeah, they it's, it's it real the, football. Yeah. It's real because so, our American football doesn't make sense why it's called football, because you kick it once, and then you never touch your foot to it again. Yeah, it exactly. Makes no but sense. it's it's... It's exciting the whole time. Yeah. I I love watching soccer now yeah. because it's you you can't answer the phone, you can't go to the bathroom, you can't do anything. You got to be in there the whole time mm-hmm. watching the game, you know, uh, which which I like. Yeah. And there's no commercials until it's halftime. That part's nice. You got to you got to watch the whole half. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I would do I mean there's not really I get there's not really a scoreboard. I guess, but I, I like boxing. I like boxing or like MMA. Really? Yeah. yeah this yeah, is yeah. something I didn't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why I've always been fascinated by it, but I do like watching like the Instagrams and the TikToks where there's a fight or something. The TTs. And the, guy, the TTs. <laughs> That's and, what David calls it. And that. like a guy, <laughs> you know, will hit someone, they'll go down quick or something. You know? Oh, like a not a KO. Like yeah, a, yeah. yeah. I love that you love the the boxing and I, the- I I just I think I'm fascinated by the training of it. Mm. I, I don't know why that captures me for some reason. I'm just well, I'm, they're dedicated. They're, 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 but yeah. all athletes are dedicated. But I think there's just something about the especially like MMA. Like it takes and I have a friend of mine that does it, and she it just takes your entire body and the fact that you have nothing else to defend yourself but yourself. Mm. I think I'm so fascinated by that and like boxing the the stamina it takes and just those short like intervals is yeah. so fascinating to me so it's but tough. anyway um you so get into a fight have you ever punched someone have you been into a physical no, fight with my words <laughs> i fight them with my with, with my, my punching with sharp my words, words and yes. my cuteness my, my sardonic <laughs> wit that's what i fight people with um I so know. so yeah so yeah we're in the layer and and Calbo has Selena open the chip mon- the the mail chipmunks the, the, the what are they called the sea monkeys sea monkeys and can you imagine if you water- opened it and chipmunks came out of it <laughs> ah Chippendale <laughs> and and water comes out he tries to stop it and then it's just like more water that, comes more, out. more water comes out and I've talked about this before well first of all I did a slip and fall in this episode mm-hmm. where the pies went up. Yeah. I was so proud of myself. Yeah. I showed Yulia again. I rewatched it. I rewatched the rewatch of it. And I was very, I pride myself on being you're, able to do physical comedy. And, and you're great at physical comedy. Thank you, John. It reminded, you know, it gave me flashbacks to New Employee where you helped me so much with, because I had a similar uh, slip and fall with the trades. Yeah. And it reminded me so much because what it reminded me of, of you showing me how to do my slip and fall and then, Basically, you being like, you know, when the teacher goes, so this is how you do it. And then they show you and you're like, oh, that's how it's done. So that was my that's how it's done moment when I saw you do it with the trays. It was um, it was a good time. Yeah. No, like you're you're every time I get to see you do physical comedy, it is such a treat. Thank you. Like, Jen no, it's true. Cause, <laughs> well, because not only do I get to see you do something that you're really good at, but I also get to see just somebody that is doing something that they love because yeah. I every time I, I could see like you are a big kid and that's one of the things I love about you but you also just get to see the excitement in your eyes so it's like a kid at Christmas when you like have that script to play with and like well, to play out I was a out huge and, fan of, of, of Chaplin and Buster Keaton and I mean they're I'm not comparing myself to them but like the physicality of their work was so amazing and I, I love that I got to slip and throw up pies and have them land on me and it was I, it looked good. No, know? it did. So it, I was it, happy. it played really well. What do you think is the the key to physical comedy? I know it's like hard to like summarize into one thing, but just making it as real as possible. If you if you are seen setting up the what's happening, yeah. then then that's that's a problem, you know. So being unaware of it, like if if I'm gonna walk into something or if I'm gonna bump my head on something. Mm-hmm. It's good if you look away. If you're looking away and then you hit into it, you know. Yeah, that the, kind of thing. The you can't anticipate it. Yes, the yeah. anticipation. My dad did a movie called Cannonball Run, 
And in Cannonball Run, he plays Captain Chaos. He's yeah. like his own yeah. version of yeah, a superhero. Yeah. And they're having a big fight scene. And he was supposed to get hit with a pot, mm -hmm. a breakaway pot. And he's standing there. And he knows it's coming. So you see him blink a little bit. And he's like, oh, it's coming. Yeah. You know? And then he gets hit. So not it, it wasn't terrible. But I could see my dad anticipating yeah. a little bit. So I think he was human. He was yeah, kind of like, of I mean, he was so good in so many things. So like he funny. had to give him a moment. Cannonball run. Funny. Cannonball run two. Funny. Not so much with the holding up. Like the, the one thing I will say yeah. though, is with the cannonball, watch the outtakes. The outtakes are so funny. Yeah. You, I dare anybody to watch those and, and not laugh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so after I slip and fall mm -hmm. in this, and I have pies all over me, the reason why I slipped and fell is because there's water coming out of the layer From into the, the kitchen. Monkeys. And I say, I'll be right back. And I leave and I come right back and I'm in full scuba gear. Well, like a full-on cartoon. Yeah. And yeah. and this is where I was up on, you know, they they hoisted me up. Yeah. And I was pretending to to swim. Which you did the green stuff. screen really well. Because we've had moments in the show, and I'm not going to call them out, but we've had moments in the show where people have been on the green screen, and you can tell they're just like, like, yeah. like you can see the harness. They don't try to play off the harness at all. Right. There's a moment I have that I don't love that we'll get to later where it was when it was Harper knows where I'm like, we were in a chair um, for the in space moment. And I, and I right. remember like, you can totally tell I'm in a chair. And I mm. felt like I didn't play that off well at all. Um, so yeah, the green screen wire stuff was tricky because you had to make sure that you weren't, it's the Sandra Bullock in gravity, yeah. you know, where you have to play like you're not in space or play like you're, you know, right. you know, not underwater or whatever. And so you played it off really nicely. Well, thank you very much. And, and I, I think I've already said this and people know this, but I had to pee really bad and there's no, <laughs> it never you, fails when you you're in a harness. Yeah. You can't, you know, I, I was in the harness. I was in a wetsuit. I had all the scuba gear on yeah. and everything. Uh, it was, it was silly. It never fails. Even if you pee right before, I think it's something about just like pulling up on your bladder that your bladder's like, <laughs> right. and you just have to pee again. And then you're stuck up there the whole time. And then you don't want to come down because then you hold up everybody. Yeah, and no, it's work like, for everyone. So you're just it. like, I'll just get a UTI. Right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and back to the, uh, the B storyline. No, but Selena yeah. and Jeff turn into these sea monkeys. Well, hold on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh. Because remember, Max and Justin have this whole thing with the lunch lady, oh, right? Because right, right. Alex and and Kelbo, well, I think it's just more Alex, is doing this prank on Justin. Is putting like romantic notes yeah. into his locker these to fake, mess with him. Yeah, these fake love letters from the lunch lady when really right. they're from Alex. Right. And then this is when we have this great cameo from Coach, uh, who plays Coach Gunderson, uh, for uh, Eric Allen Kramer, who played the dad on Good Luck, which Charlie. you guys kind of had a bit of a rivalry, a dad, a dad. Well, a there's dad a lot of like, rivalry? who's the best Disney dad? Yeah. You know, me or or Eric, and you know, I win some and I lose some. Did you, you guys know. ever audition together? Yes, I actually was in Robin Hood Men in Tights, where mm -hmm. he played uh, Little John, and we didn't audition for that, but but Mel Brooks produced that and gave me a line in the in the movie where Carrie Elwes and and uh, David Chappelle are giving a speech and, and they're trying to rile up the, the, the people. And he says, are you with me? Yay or nay? And I'm, I go, which one means yes. That was the, nice. that was my big line. Uh, thank you, Mel, for putting me in the movie. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, Eric was in that and we both auditioned uh, against each other for what he got was American pie two or three. Okay. And, uh, but he, uh, you had to wear assless chaps. And let me tell you, Eric has a nice ass. But I was ready to do that. It was between me and did him. Did he wear and, them to the audition? No, I didn't wear ass. I don't no, know. No, did, did he? That's I why he got know. the job. That's a good question. We'll have to ask him. <laughs> um, but, but uh, um, yeah, we had auditioned against each other for, for well, quite a I few Well, I feel things, like that's but. a really common thing for actors. <clears throat> it's like it's a very small group. Like right. I, I know me and Jeanette McCurdy, like back when we were like – it's it's a small it's a small town so like you kind of audition with the same people like me and Jeanette auditioned a bunch together auditioned with like Jennifer Lawrence like a, a lot of us audition together and it's always really interesting and like Brie Larson too like it's always just interesting to see like yeah like who kind of finds their pocket in which places and when people hit at different times it's just interesting I I auditioned against Jack Black for I could see that high fidelity 
Yeah, you've told me this and story I was before. Very close, and yeah. I just I'm I, I'm huge fan of Jack Black. I think Ooh. he's so great. How can you not? Be? And he fit that that movie so yeah. so well. But you know, there are a lot of auditions that I went on. And I was like, <gasps> no, I didn't do that. Like my brother Peter auditioned for Back to the Future to be Biff. Oh, I could see that too. Yeah, and they they actually asked him recently because they put out like a special DVD with everybody's auditions. Mm -hmm. and, and we got to see his audition, which was pretty interesting. Oh, I want to see that. Um, it's on the DVD extra, okay. or maybe not DVD, but like a, the special, okay. uh, you know, re-release of that. I'll try to find it. But you know, Eric Stoltz was mm -hmm. was three weeks shooting that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then got fired. Yeah, and I just watched the- Because wasn't he play, like doing method acting and everyone was like, no, I'm I, not going to do this. Oh, maybe. I remember hearing that where like it was something where the, like, the director, somebody on set, I, like I said, don't quote me Zemeckis, yeah. It was just like, why- what? We're not doing method acting. Stop well, it. And and it's interesting because I saw the documentary, which everybody should see about Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that and yet, but I want to. They wanted him. And he was on uh, Family Well, Time. he was so in demand at that yeah, time. Yeah, well, he was on the show. And, and then they went to the creator mm -hmm. of the show and they said, you know, can we please have him? And so on his days off and at night, he was shooting... The TV show and the movie at the same time. It's a good problem, but yeah. Isn't, but the, I mean, that's intense. And it is intense. He literally said lot. he was like from set to, he would sleep in the car and memorize his that lines was a four, in the car. Family Ties was, was four camera, wasn't it? Family Ties, yes, it's sitcom. Okay. With, so, with, so at least, because uh, single camera sitcoms are longer days, but four, four cameras still can be, especially if there's no kids on set, they can still be long days. Yeah, and I don't know the creator's name or whatever, but he was like, you're not going to miss one day of the show but i'll let you do the movie hey know? the fact that they let him do the movie because i know like especially with disney like once you were on disney you were on disney yeah, like, they even owned if, you um okay so um coach gunderson or um uh, eric allen kramer eric, comes i'm sorry Jen. yeah what's that? eric did a good job he did a great job why are you saying sorry no but i just didn't want to interrupt you but You're i he, he comes in and he's mad at david for Flirting with his girlfriend, the, the lunch, lunch lady. lady. Yeah. He's like, the lunch, and he doesn't say a name. He goes, my girlfriend's the lunch lady, yeah. you know? And and it's, he really took not a lot and made, made a nice something. meal out of it. Yeah, yeah and he didn't push, really good. He, he really found that sweet, like, sweet spot of finding the funny in it, finding mm -hmm. the comedy, but not pushing too much. Because right. sometimes, and we've talked to we talked to Bob about that how sometimes like co-stars or guest stars would come on the show and they try to make everything a joke, yeah. Which for the overall story doesn't it doesn't serve the overall story, right? Because then you just have a person who's coming in here and they're like a court jester where it's, everything's right. a joke. It's too much. It's not about them. It's not about. Well, it's not about that. any one character. Right. We all have to serve a greater purpose. And so he came in and found his gags. Served his purpose yeah. and hit his hit that sweet spot really nicely. Yeah. So well, good. It on was him. interesting for me too because Eric was Little John. He had a big part. Yeah. In in Robin Hood, and he also was in uh, the the you know American Pie. Yeah. And then and maybe I might sound like a little bit of a dick here, but he came to do my show. You know what I mean? Like he yeah, was yeah. doing a a guest on my show, which made me feel good, but. It didn't really matter, but it, it really, it, I don't know. Do you feel a little competition-y with some of the people that are in your your group kind of thing? Sometimes. You know? I mean, I think it's, I'm competitive, but I think it's like a healthy competition. And, I, and I'm a big believer that everybody gets the parts that are theirs. Right. Because um, I think otherwise you go insane. I think, I think you go insane in this business if you look at something. Like, I'm not going to lie. Of course, there's parts that I was like, man, I'd love to do that. But I also look at it and go, okay, but I, it just wasn't meant for me. Yeah. And so, of course, I have moments where I'm like, you know, a playful competition sometimes. But overall, it, it's more of just, it wasn't meant for me. It's so interesting. Because otherwise, I would lose my mind. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just also so instrument, inter, interesting to me that, like, one flew of the cuckoo's nest mm -hmm. and Bancroft turned down Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, well, but also too the the and forgive me, I, I don't know off the top of my head the actress's name, but uh, and she won an Oscar for that role, but she was forever known as Nurse, Nurse Ratchet. Yes, yes, it's kind of like the the Vivian Lee um, thing where the uh, I know David Fincher said this to Rooney Mara after Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, where he said, "Look, this is going to be your your Scarlett O'Hara, like you're going to forever be Elizabeth Salander. You're going to be 
this character. Everyone's, no matter what you do after this, it will be good work. But people are always going to say this role. Well, that's, the, everybody says I'm Jerry Russo, right? Yeah. I even say Jerry Russo. I say, yeah. hi, this is David DeLuise, a.k.a. Jerry Russo. But but I, think, I, mean, I, get I, I think it's an interesting thing, because you didn't know that when you took the job. And I didn't no. know that when I took this no, job. No, I didn't. But no, but I think it's like, an interesting thing beforehand of accepting a job of going, hey, before you do this, just so you know, this will probably be the role people know you for. Right. That's an interesting thing to Not be able lot. to say yes or no to that. Right. You know? Right. Because a lot of time I think that. it happens in retrospect. Yeah. I. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Okay, back to the episode. Back to the episode. Oh, Alex in the middle, everybody. Okay, so <laughs> after we get rid of uh, Juliet's dad from uh, Good Luck Charlie, all the crossovers, um, since Disney loved a crossover episode, but that was an unintentional one. Right. Um, so Jerry discovers what Alex and Calbo were doing in his in his full scuba gear, um, and you do the classic Deloise Prattfall in the kitchen, with, which, which we already talked about. Um, and then you go in to save them from the sea chest. And the sea monkeys with their faces... It was it so just, bad. It looks so. Put it in the. Put weird. it with the chandeliers. Yeah. Put it with the chandelier. And, and I, I'm sorry, but it just. It was just so odd. It right? was a weird effect. It was a weird effect. I, I know. To me, that one goes into the vault of of effects that weren't our best, like the the tea party chandelier, yeah. the um, the big headed ear. I disagreed with you I know, about the big head. I know head. you love that one, the, but the big head when God. she does the potion commotion. I I don't I love was it. Was okay with it. Better than the sea monkeys to the, me. Well, okay, fair, but the sea monkeys go with the chandelier for sure. Yeah. Like the sea monkeys was not our finest special effects. I totally agree. You know, um, I think it's a little bit of a. Um, did you see the new? Um, the new uh, Doctor Strange, where the eyeball pops up at the end. I I I love the first Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's great. The, the new one was uh, it was it was too many verses. It was a lot of it was a lot of verses, but there's an effect at the end where he gets like a third eye, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is so bad." And like the special effect, yeah, of it the looked special bad. effect was not great considering how big of a budget that right. movie is. But it was like they spent all their budget on everything else, and then we just saw <laughs> that boop boop, like it just a little like didn't it didn't work. And I felt like we maybe spent our budget on maybe the rest of something else on the season. And could so be. then we got the little weird monkeys. Maybe just don't do it. You know what I mean? Maybe just have them floating, and right, we don't do right. the monkeys. It was it was weird. Um, so all the I mean the scuba stuff was on green screen, right? Yes, and I wrote on my notes I had to pee. I had to pee pee. Okay, you had to TT on the pee pee. I had to TT on the pee pee. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, uh, so, in the end, after Alex and her brothers express surprise and confusion after Jerry saves Uncle Kelbo and Alex, um, and Alex is shocked that yeah. my dad's not a wizard, but. But he knew how to solve the the day. Yeah, and that's then, what I'm saying. There, everyone's shocked that you were able yeah, to save and, them. And there was a moment where that's where Maria says, "You know, Jerry gave up yeah. his powers to to marry me," which apparently they didn't know before, and, and the audience doesn't. You either. would think it was an it was a real sweet moment. Yeah, you would think we would have given each other a little kiss or a little something. We kind of just kind of like half hug. It was. I wanted a little more out of that moment. You know. I mean, I feel like Disney parents do, are kind of half huggy type relationships. Did Disney you know? parents? Do you remember any Disney? I want, I'm now. I got to go back and rewatch all the other shows. But was there a thing where Disney parents didn't kiss? Well, most of the time they were orphans, so that one of them was usually dead. So the right. fact that you were both alive was impressive, like, right? But no, I felt like I felt like there wasn't a ton of. I mean, there was a lot of kissing amongst the kids. It was always like closed mouth rigor mortis kissing right. on Disney Channel, but I that's like forties kissing too. Like it was back in like the there's day, two separate you beds. Would, you wouldn't open the mouth, but you would you would yeah, put yeah, your yeah. lips to the other lips and mm, yeah. Because right? I remember I, I remember when Dan and I had our like first kiss on the show. Like it was very strange. Like the the weird caveats that we had to follow. Did you guys talk about it beforehand? Did you say because you know like what well, I, I did a movie where I was like. I'm going to go right. Do you want to go left or, you know, how do you want to? I think so. I think we talked about it a little yeah. bit, but we don't have intimacy coordinators like we do now. We didn't then. Wait, so there's just intimacy coordinators? Yeah, this is I, a thing now. I so, guess I haven't had a lot of intimacy <laughs> stuff. There's there's someone who, who talks No, no th there's it. it's a it's a job now. It's literally a person um, that they're on set and they basically help you coordinate like a sex scene or a kissing uh. scene or any kind of like intimate scene between two actors. And it's sort of like a buffer, which is good because there have been a lot of inappropriate 
um, things between actors where like one person will make an inappropriate suggestion or they'll cross that boundary. Um, and it makes sense that the, this position now exists and it's amazing that it didn't always because if you don't have two professional people, it's too easy to cross that boundary right? Um, in those moments. And so basically what this person does is help you coordinate and basically choreograph like a sex scene or right. a kissing scene. It, it, which is important. I, I just didn't know that that, that job no, existed. No, it's a job now. But it is, you have to really work it out. Like, where do you want me to it's put blocking. my arms? And then, yeah, yeah. It's very. It's a acting is a weird job, but it's, it's, it's but a sex like a little, scene or a like kissing a dance scene kind is of blocking yeah. or a side or a Disney side hug. Yeah, it's blocking at Disney side <laughs> uh, on an intimate side hug. I don't think Maria and I ever kissed. I think in the movie we we. You had to have kissed once. I don't think so, Jen. Really? I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. Okay. Yeah. Right. There was there's a in the movie when we're in the car on the way to the hotel. There was like a. Uh, a quick peck. Yeah. Disney side peck. I, I like a cheek peck, I think. Okay. Like, it's interesting. That actually doesn't surprise me um, for reasons. Um, anyway, so um, they go through the whole thing about how, you know, Jerry gives up his power so that way he's able right. to marry Teresa. Which is um, a really nice thing. It's lovely. And how I really wanted this series to end. I know. Because when Peter's we had ending. Peter, yeah, when we yeah. had Peter Marietta on. He said that he wanted a very similar thing to happen, which is uh, Alex wins the competition and then gives his pow her powers to be to, with Mason. To, to be with Mason, but gives her powers to Justin, which yeah. which would would have been the same thing that her dad did. Yeah, you know? that parallel would have been really really beautiful. Yeah, but I would have liked that. Hey, would you guys have liked that? Question mark. What do you think? Question mark. I feel like people, the fans were split. I felt like sometimes, because after Peter's episode, I felt like some people are like, "Oh, I would. I, that that's the ending we deserve. That's the ending we really want." Yeah, is that what and people say? People, I don't really read the comments, so I don't know. But I, I like said? kind of like a skim on it, just to kind of see like if there's elements of the podcast people want to shift or change, or right. like what people are responding to. And there were some people that they really loved that ending, and there's some people that liked the way it ended. So yeah. I think I think like the mm, Disney, it's kind of split, which. You know what though? I just oh, I just stopped myself from doing it. <laughs> no, but, my brain hurt. But but I feel like honestly though, I feel like that's when you're making the right decisions. I feel like if you make a decision that people are just kind of like, eh, I'm indifferent. I don't have any feelings about it. That's not the right decision to make. If you have a feeling that people either love or hate, that's when you're making a good choice yeah you're making a strong choice right? i agree with jennifer stone <laughs> um okay so this is the first mention of the, the not the first mention of the wizards competition but more the mention of the rules right of it and kind of like the semantics where basically siblings can win uh their wizard competition and keep their powers but they can't marry non-wizards unless that said wizards give up their powers and um they can't have children with non-wizards unless they give up their power. So those are two caveats we Very, learned. very specific. The competition's really specific. And, like, some of the fans have also said that Stevie had a point in trying to take down the wizards competition because it, it's very, like, toxic to families. Yeah. That it, like, puts, like, siblings against each other and, like, it prevents you from being able to have, like, you know, kind of like in Harry Potter where you're talking about like Muggles. wizard and muggle relationships mm -hmm. and, and yeah. So it like it, it kind of the wizard competition's a yeah. little polarizing it's, and a little a, I'm using that word a lot today. But it, it but. is odd to think about because and I haven't really explored this or I'm just talking off the top of my head here, but if you're a wizard, you can't be with a, a mortal. Mm -hmm. And you've won. And you've won and the you've competition. Won. But you're not gonna be a wizard because you either win. Or you don't have And you have, have to then be in a or relationship still, with a wizard. Yeah, yeah. Or just have But cats. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of like... <laughs> I can't. Um, no, but, like, that's the thing is, like, it's kind of... It's it's a little, you know, cruel, kind yeah. of. It's But that's the setup that they did. It's very... It's yeah. interesting. But you can be with a werewolf. And you can be with a vampire. But, but that's because they're in the middle of the... Well, I guess that's true. But they're in the wizarding world. Right. So I guess that works. But also, too, they're in the wizard competition. They haven't won yet. They haven't gotten to the right, end right. yet. So no, maybe that that's the caveat. That makes sense. Because they also, too, like once we get to the Juliet and Mason episodes, there's all these things of where there's conflict and issues because, of course, you know, 
if there's not conflict, then what's what's the fun in that? Then but we have a real problem. Then we have a real problem <laughs> bigger than sea monkeys. Um, okay, so Justin and Max feel it's dumb to give up your powers, of course, to some girl. But Alex actually finds the story really sweet, which yeah, Alex has her moments where she's, you know, reflective and sweet instead of just being like, well, God, you know. Right. So she actually finds it really sweet and comes to her dad's defense and points out that if he hadn't done what he did, that none of them would exist. True. Obviously. Um, and Jerry goes back to being their magic teacher, and Alex develops a greater respect and appreciation. So she comes full circle. I know, which is very It starts nice. fucked up, and then she comes full circle. It was a good moment. It was a good ap appreciating. You know, listen, being a parent is a difficult thing. Yeah. You know, saying to your kids, go go, do whatever. Stay out till whatever time. It doesn't matter. But if you say, well, you have to be home by 12 o'clock, mm -hmm. and you have to enforce that, it's hard on us, the parents, like making sure that you're showing your kids that you care, you know? Yeah. So I, I do like this moment where uh, uh, Alex and Jerry, she has an appreciation for him. Well, and there. my mom's, I, I'm sure you've experienced it too. I've experienced it with my parents. And the most, the times I've really appreciated, because I'm stubborn and, and hard-headed. I get that from both of my parents. But I've always really appreciated the times where my parents have seen me coming up against something that they know is not what's best for me, but they've allowed me to entertain mm -hmm. that or explore it. And then, and it's hard for them. And, and my mom's told me this in hindsight or in retrospect. And, and she said like, look, that was really hard for me to let you go and figure out that that wasn't what, what was best for you. Yeah, of course. But I had to let you go and learn that for yourself. Cause I know that if I just told you no and tried to like shield you from it, you would have, done it tenfold worse and like, you know, resented me and all that kind of thing. But because they trusted me enough to go fail on my own and then circle back, I, I respected them so much more for that. And that's what I feel like Jerry does in this episode. Yeah. Is he, I'm sure it does hurt him that she doesn't want him to be her teacher at the beginning, but then allows her to go off with Uncle Calbo and see that. And learn. And, and learn her lesson. And, and learn, yeah. You know, a big way that we learn is by making a mistake. So that, you know. And, but you also, too, it's like respect is something that is earned, right? And 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 it's something that it's like it's a, it's you have to give and take it. So I'm a big believer that, you know, kids, yes, you have to respect your parents. But at the same time, too, I, I, I think sometimes you get more. It's, it's like that whole concept. You get more with honey than you do with vinegar. So instead of just putting your kids in like a cage and, and telling your kids no, 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 no to everything. It's so sometimes, it, but I can't even imagine. I'm not a parent. You yeah, know? No, I, don't, but, uh, I can't imagine how hard it is to know that they're going to fall parents, and letting them fall. Yeah, but parents, yeah, it's listen, it's hard. I, I, I would say it's the spill the milk thing, right? So I can go over and I can pour the milk for my kids so yeah. they don't spill it. But if they don't spill it every once in a while, they're not going to know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like let, you let them fail so they learn. Right. You know, and it's and it's giving the and it's having the trust because that's where it's like I've in other ways, too. But it's like I've I've developed a growing mutual respect for my parents because they've trusted me enough to be my own person and fail. And that's what I feel like Jerry does for his kids throughout the show. It's funny. the like your take, Teresa and Jerry. Yeah. But your take on this episode is good because I was like, hmm. I, I, I was feeling like Jerry, like my feelings were hurt, yeah. but but it's it does come full circle. And I do like what you're saying, that Jerry allows her to go and, and, and you know, be with him yeah. and, and, and learn the lesson. Yeah. You know, which is which is which is a good thing. Yeah. You just like my, I know my mom has said, like, you just have to trust that you've instilled your kids with what they have, like with what they need yeah. to fail and recover. Um, so at the family ends back at the scoreboard. At the game. Right. We all go to the game. Yeah, you all go to the right. big game. Um, And, you know, Alex shows off the spell that Kelbo taught her. And Max doesn't hold his head. And in his, his head, whole head spins that around. Was, that was kind of interesting. I mean, it's not easy to do that effect. No. You know. Do you remember did, how you, how did you guys do that effect? Because I wasn't there. No, I held, my, I held my my head. I didn't, I didn't rotate. But I think he just probably went. Ah, and, and turned his just, head to the right. Oh, yeah. And then turned his head to the. I'm not and then sure. They just spun it around. Yeah. You were there. I don't remember how they did it. <laughs> it was yesterday. Come on. <laughs> um. So, and at the end of the every episode with Uncle Kelbo, they did a prank call, which I thought was like such a fun, like perfect for Kelbo. Right. And touch. what did she say? She she's 
Is the refrigerator it's, running? Yeah, of course, which is the classic Pringles. Did you ever do Pringles? Yes, the Jerky Boys. I, I the mean, Jerky Boys. Oh, my God, the Jerky well, Boys. Yeah, the, the Crank Yankers. Or whatever, oh, the jerky oh, boys. They, yeah, yeah. They would, you know, is, you know, is, is Sal there? Salami? And then, hey, is there a salami here? Oh, my God. Is there God. a salami? You know, but I, yes, yeah. I did do. What was your favorite prank call? I think I mostly prank called, like, people from high school mm-hmm. or something, you know? I, I, I don't remember. You don't remember I'm, what you did? No, I don't Have remember. Have you seen, but... my favorite one was like, it was from like the Z Morning Zoo show or it was like some radio show like back in 2012. Um, the John Cena prank call. Have you seen this? No. Oh my God. I have to show it to you. It's so funny. Um, it is, I think the husband sets up his wife or something, but they call this poor woman. She's like at home, it's the morning. Um, and it's this ad. It's like a telephone ad for this like, do 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 John Cena's gonna be doing this. And they keep calling her over and over and over again. And she starts off like, no, I'm not interested in in this pay-per-view fight with right. John Cena. And then they call her again, they're like, uh, um, what, what they, they say something like, uh, can I say is champ? Is champ there? She goes, Champ, who's champ? He goes, Well, that question will be answered Sunday <laughs> with John Cena. And then and then she finally like is losing her mind in there and she's like, I swear to God, if you call one more time, and then they're like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Do you do you support the armed services? And she goes, Oh my God, yes, I'm sorry. These people have been calling me all morning. And they're like, Well, if you would like to to support a member of the Marine Corps, and she goes, Yes, absolutely. And she goes, Well, John Cena, no. like they just they keep like coming. It's so good. And you just watch her just progressively lose her mind. Okay. And to the point where she's just like, I swear to God. And then I think at the end they finally reveal and she's like, I'm sorry, I cursed. I didn't have my coffee yet. Oh, that's funny. It's it's so great. That's like there's so many just, layers to it. That's something that just doesn't happen anymore. No. You can't do a a prank call. Well, because I mean, I guess you kind of can because, well, I don't know, because they used to have like, you, you always have caller ID and stuff like that on your phone, right. but now I mean, you have all these unlisted numbers calling it's on your the phone. Way of the past, and I've said this like not a lot of people know, you know, the, the youngins don't know what a a busy signal is. You know, you, That's know, true. you don't get a busy signal. 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 Okay. Let's do our fan question. Hi guys, I'm, my name is Mari and I'm very, very excited to be talking to you because I've always been a huge Wizards of Waverly Place fan. Um, but I am Spanish. I grew up in Spain and still live in Spain. And of course I watch Wizards of Waverly Place in Spanish on TV because I didn't know English back then. So, so my question is, have you ever heard the voice actor that does your character in another language and if you did do you find it like weird interesting um how does it make you feel does it make you feel uncomfortable like i've never heard anything about this topic and i'm very curious so thank you so much bye oh mari that was such a good question and now i'm curious i'm like do you speak are you from the part of Spain where you speak um, Catalan or Spanish? You know, it's no, interesting. So interesting. And, and I, I, I'm going right to this. In Spain, they have a lisp. Gracias. You know what I mean? I don't they, think they, they consider it a lisp. It's like a... Well, the where it started from was there was royalty that had hmm. a lisp. And then it became very... Like part of the dialect? Yeah, it became very cool for, I don't know for that. that. Correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, but that's what I know. But Maddie's going to be like, absolutely not. Yeah, great question. Yes, I've seen Jerry Russo or myself and something else speak Spanish or German, Portuguese. I've seen a lot of that. And my wife um, is German and does a lot of dubbing for uh, uh, things from English into German. She'll write the scripts. Yeah. She'll direct the shows. Uh, and she also does the voices. She know? was telling me she actually, I didn't realize this, she did um, a movie that I was in with uh, Mean oh, Girls 2. Mean Girls 2, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She didn't do my voice, but she did another one of the characters in the movie, which I just thought was so funny. It's, oh, it's so it's funny. Small world. Uh, uh, Charles is a friend of ours, and he did my voice, not in Third Rock, but in these uh, movies that I did, the yeah. Pup Star. Um, and, and In German? Yeah, in okay. German. And I'm learning German now, so I'm... There's no way I'm ever going to be fluent to do my own voice. That's a hard in language. Yeah, yeah. But but it is interesting to watch yourself, and also the tone of it is interesting. Like the person who does uh, uh, Tom Hanks yeah. sounds like Tom Hanks in German. Yeah, you know. Um, and and what they're doing now, 
uh, is they're trying to buy people's voices. Mm. So I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but they did purchase James Earl Joins. Jones's. James Earl Jones's voice. Yeah. So now they can use his voice. Well, yeah, for Darth Vader. And and sure. and do whatever we want. Like like you know, our phones talk to us and 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 sound like real people. But now they really sound like real people, and they're going to take like uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's voice, mm-hmm. and they're going to take his tone, and then they're going to put it through the computer. And then they're going to have him speak all these different languages. That's really cool. Well, it's cool, but it takes all the jobs away from all the people that are. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. What's always what I always find really peculiar about the the dubbing is the pacing, because comedy is all about pacing, right? It's all about rhythm, and so, I I mean, I don't, I, I barely speak English, but like you know, so sometimes like the pacing, I wonder about like how it's affected with the other. So. Even just hearing the other languages with the tempo and things, because languages have different tempos, different musicality. Yeah, and you're, so, you're, like hitting that comedy at the same, I wonder how it like affects well, the beats. It seems different. It is different, and there's different stuff, and there's stuff in English that doesn't make sense in different languages, sure. and also and jokes that don't carry. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you have to translate that. Like Yuli was doing a, um, a, a cartoon show, and there was a gag where you had. Um, <clears throat> Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, the the Merlin or whatever. What's his name? Oh, uh, can't believe I can't my remember. precious. No, Gandalf. No, Gandalf, yes, yeah. Gandalf's there, and he's like, "Fly, you fools, fly!" And there's a little fly buzzing around. Oh. So fly and fly or don't worry. So Got she had it. to make okay. a, a whole different joke out of that. Jeez. You know? Okay. So so she had to come up with something. I'm always fascinated with because I was talking to um, one of the Spanish speaking doctors at the hospital about how like certain like assessment questions don't translate. Mm. One of the ones um, that just, there's not really like something culturally, uh, like I said, I don't speak Spanish. So if this is not correct, I'm sorry. But he was saying something that for some reason doesn't really um, translate as well is, is when did your symptoms start? Like when did, how, for how long has this been going on? For some reason it just doesn't, there's always like just a kind of a brief like lapse of like, what? Yeah. It just kind of like for whatever reason with Spanish, like it's just like, huh? Of like, when did your symptoms start? How long has this been going on? Like for some reason, there's just a disconnect with that assessment question. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Have you heard yourself speak a different language? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I've heard Russian, French, German, you know, did the Japanese. tone of yeah. the person who was doing your voice sound like you? Like sometimes you yes and sometimes in? no. I yeah. have a weird voice i have a i have a, 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 a like a i don't know how to describe my own voice but i've been told it's like a higher pitched raspy voice and sometimes they'll try to find someone that has like a raspyish voice and then sometimes they just give up entirely and it's just someone with like a high pitched energetic voice so i always appreciate when they try to find the rasp yeah, in another language yeah it's interesting though it's interesting how the the i've listened to so many uh, um actors being dubbed into German now that I, I'm like, oh, well, that sounds like Johnny Depp or, or that sounds like Tom Hanks, so you, have you know, an for it. Or, or, you know, Tom Cruise yeah. or Nicolas Cage. Oh my God. Okay, on that note, <laughs> excellent question and we yes, will see you guys you. next week. Goodbye. If you can't get enough wizards, heaven knows we can't. You can join our Patreon for exclusive weekly bonus content. There's a link in the description for that too. It's magical. Oh, see you next week. <laughs>